Hi, I'm Carla. And I'm Richard. We're the Obies, hosts of the We Do podcast. And co-founders of WeDoRelationships.com. We help people discover the best version of themselves for their significant relationships, even their marriage. Yes, even that. Every week, we share insights we've learned over 20 years of helping individuals and couples. We can help you stay motivated and accountable while encouraging you to find lightness and the connection in your life that we're all after. That's right. We do will help you master simple and elegant ways to withstand adversity in your life. We believe every day is a great day to share and grow. You probably have a relationship that needs some attention, whether at home or at work. Your breakthroughs and tools await you at WeDoRelationships.com. Let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, sweetie. Hello. I uh, hope you're doing well today, but I'm going to ask it anyways. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Got some good energy. Um, been doing a lot of stuff around the house, so I feel like, you know, picking up is an energy boost for me, and I try to channel that as best I can to to kind of tidy up in the mornings. The morning time is where I have a lot of energy, and I can get a lot of things done at once, and I was also appreciative of what I saw of all the hard work you did yesterday of organizing some things in the garage and reestablishing, you know, some sense of order there, you know, after a long week of, you know, going through memories of your moms and Mm -hmm. finding places for them and, you know, places of honor. Um, There's a lot, there's a lot to that that happened this week. So to see the the aftermath of just an immersion in the love you had for your mom and things that brought up all varied varying emotions in the way of articles or trinkets or objects and things that we wanted to keep and then other things we wanted to organize and um, seeing that this morning as I was doing it helped me to connect to you and I didn't rearrange anything, so that's good. So you don't have to say, hey, what you didn't like what I did. <laughs> but I did, I did, uh, I was just kind of checking out where things are. So if I need to go get something, I know where it is. So mm-hmm. it was cool to see that. So yeah, I think all that stuff is energizing me. Organization that energizes me. And sometimes it's a obstacle because I have to get things organized before I do work. And sometimes if things are disorganized, I spend too much time organizing and then I don't get to the work and Sometimes I wish I was just able to just jump into it. So I think, I think in a way we are kind of doing that with our podcast. We know it's important to have things that are on our mind um, shared uh, in the effort of helping others to foster their life-giving relationship that can withstand adversity. I mean, that's our mission. Um, it's one thing to foster. It's another thing. How do you withstand adversity? Because we're all going to, to deal with adversity. And one of the things that you can focus on as you withstand adversity and usually causes adversity is a connection or disconnection with trust mm-hmm. in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So trust is the name of the game. Trust is the word that, you know, probably one that is Wordle trust is would Wordle trust be on a Wordle. I just put it in as my first guest for today. No way. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, That's I was, so cool. You know, trying to see what came, you know, if it was going to work, if there was a sign like, connected the universe is connected with me and but there was only one letter 
<laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't cheese it wasn't the two no, no. Oh, yeah. that's a tough one if you think about that to be able to, to if that was the answer yeah it's a tough one and so but pretty apropos with our subject today it's kind of a tough one well, but i wondered about trust um you know i was looking up the i love the definition and finding the derivatives of words and the the derivative of the word trust is strong mm. which i thought that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I recently was asked if someone was trustworthy. Mm. And to me, that's such a, that's such a judgment, you know, like to say, is this person trustworthy or not? Trust someone, it takes a risk to begin with. Like if you don't know someone, I mean, we trust people, like if you're driving down the road, you got to trust the person in the other lane, it's going to stay in their lane we're trusting people all the time. We're mm. trusting, you know, people at the grocery store, people that are packaging the grocery, you know, the, you know, the food that we eat. It's like, we're always trusting other people. And yet trust is something initially in relationships where we have to take a risk. Like remember um, the Aladdin movie and Aladdin says to um, Jasmine, do you trust me? And she has to like take a leap onto that flying carpet as a, you know, on a whim, like, okay, I think I trust you. And it was reinforced by, you know, she was caught on that cart, that magic carpet. And, you know, she really, really kind of let go in order to trust him. And then they had to reinforce trust, you know as their real I know it's just a cartoon but <laughs> oh, you're kidding me I want to sing the song I will as their, as their relationship kind of grew they had to it's like that investment account that you always talk about you know it's like you you put in in relationship we invest in relationships and sometimes we withdraw you know like we we make mistakes and you know and the account kind of you know gets lower but so we always have to remember to invest in in relationships and reliability and and trust and and i think when when we reinforce that trust that's where the word strong comes in you know when we have that reliability with each other and i trust that we're going to work something out or like you won't let me down. You're going to be there for me. You know, when I trust that, it's, it makes all the difference in the world, and it creates strength in the relationship. Yeah, and I think about the early stages of of a relationship. You know, sort of like you know Jasmine jumping onto the carpet and that invitation and putting that hand out. On the initial stages, for example, of our relationship, um, gosh, you know, thirty eight years ago. Probably 38 years ago, 39 maybe. No, because it was 85. So 38, almost 37 years ago. So let's say 37 years ago. And the the confidence and the curiosity that were a part of establishing trust, the con the confidence that that I had, and I think back to this, and I was trying to place myself in that moment based on what we were going to discuss today. The confidence that what I was going to say was going to be received. And there was something that you were going to get a charge out of. In other words, you there was confidence that what I was saying was relevant, that I would be seen, 
that I would be cared for, that what I was saying, even though if it was sometimes you would say, oh, you're such a goob, you know, we recalled, you know, scratching goob early on, you know, you're always kind of a little itching and doing little scratches. And I was the goober pick, goober pee, you know, that type of thing. And uh, you can't see she's rolling her eyes at you. Um, <laughs> but the trust of saying, okay, I'm being seen and I have the confidence to let my part of me and my being being seen to you and confidence that you're going to hold that in a way that is, feels good. And well, and, even, even laughing at your jokes and stuff, there's a connection. Well, they were there. funny, right? Well, you're pretty funny. And so when you would, you know, when you would make me laugh, there's, there's that, it kind of is, it's like a reciprocation. It's like you say or do something funny and I respond, you know, we're connected that way. You know, it's like, I get you, you get me, you knew that if you, you know, imitated the waiter on the way home from the restaurant that, you know, I would probably laugh. And so there's that reinforcement that happens early on. Yeah, as you're establishing that trust, so because one of the things we're going to be discussing, or the kind of, is establishing, maintaining, and then reconnecting or, or re-establishing trust. You know, if it's broken, and so I think the lessons of establishing trust are are what sometimes we forget, and those are the deposits in that mm -hmm. emotional or trust bank account. So the trust, the other part of it is curiosity. So even if there's there's joking or, you know, you're sharing your story or, you know, mm -hmm. there's a curiosity on the other person's part to want to hear more. There's a curiosity for them to want to explore a little bit more. And what, what is that about what you're thinking about? Who's that person you just mentioned? Who's that? What's what, what, what part did they play in your life? What part did they say? Why is that? Oh, and where they were, were they? And what, what, and what was their relationship to you? Whatever story was going on. And I can remember stories of you talking about, for example, the Hibbard family, you know, and, and David and our, our, you know, and all the Hibbards, you know, Uncle Jack and Aunt Jackie, who I've now established a, a long-term relationship with that family that I've now inculcated, or I'm part of that culture of, of the Hibbard family. And if they're listening, they better agree with that because I love them dearly, all of you, all 10 kids. And um, so- And their kids. And, and, and their kids and their kids' kids. And so- um, they fill me up. But the point is, is that I was, I was, you were trusting me to reveal something that was so precious mm -hmm. to you. And I dove into that with yeah. full throttle, man, because wow, was that something that's real cool. And, yeah. and, and establishing and trusting in the relationships you had, if you said something like this, that food at that restaurant is really good. You should try it. I would trust implicitly that that food is probably really good. Mm -hmm. And that was established earlier, but you said, trust me, these people are life-giving. These people are wonderful. And so I was able to bring down my mask or the shield. Now, I didn't necessarily have very heavy shields or heavy masks at that time, you know, but in some cases you do want to protect yourself. But I was able to go right through it and say, I'm trusting this person's word and I'm actually going in and I'm going to show, show more of myself. And I think that's the trust that when you're establishing, you're showing more of our trust. Aladdin was showing more of how he perceived the world, mm -hmm. you know, from the view of being on the carpet. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you were like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go into that. Like Aladdin was inviting Jasmine to trust. Him. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where the initiation comes. That vulnerability of asking someone to trust you is, you know, that's where it begins. And it reminds me of that when my dad died and we had a ritual at 
you know, his burial that we put the white rocks from the beach at the cottage, you know, in with him as they were burying him. And, um, and I never felt so connected to you as when I saw you put, I mean, I've always felt connected to you in many different ways, but it was an, another moment that I felt so connected to you as, as I saw you put the white rock in there, mm-hmm. not knowing, you didn't know, you know, I remember standing on those rocks on the beach and, you know, as a little tiny girl, just watching my dad swim out there and hoping that he'd come back and, you know, just having all those moments, all those picnics on that beach where you didn't, you know, you may have visited there a couple times, but, you know, you didn't have that connection. But when you picked up that rock, it was like you united, you know, with the fabric of me and our, in my family. Um, and it was just, uh, it's like you trusted that ritual. You trusted this will be important somehow. And it was. Yeah, it definitely was. Well, <clears throat> that that to me is um, another example that I think those that are listening can figure out where their white rocks are. You know, mm-hmm. what are their white rock moments? What are their connections mm-hmm. that they said, okay, I'm going to go in on this mm-hmm. with with somebody that I that I care for and love in a deeper way that establishes a love, another layer of trust. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, John and Julie Gavin talk about uh, trust being you know, sliding door moments, you know, like, and, and I think the white rocks is an example, you know, of these moments, you know, Aladdin saying, you trust me. It's like these moments that just, it kind of, there's opportunities to reinforce that trust. Like I'm here for you. I'm all, you know, but what, what do you need? You know, I can do that for you. I'll pick you up. I'll, you know, when we can, you know, I mean, we don't always have the capacity to do everything, but you know, in those sliding door moments, those, just those, those windows of opportunity, they become really important. It reminds me of another, um, another thing when we talk about investments in relationships and um, there was a wedding, um, remember the wooden box that we got for Paul and Tom. And there was this poem that um, these friends of ours were getting married and they, but they loved this poem and it was about um, about getting married. And it says, most people get married believing a myth that marriage is a beautiful box full of all the things they have longed for, companionship, intimacy, friendship, et cetera. The truth is that marriage at the start is an empty box. You must put something in before you can take anything out. There's no love in marriage. Love is in people. And people put love in marriage. There's no romance in marriage. You have to infuse it into your marriage. A couple must learn the art and form the habit of giving, loving, serving, praising, keeping the box full. If you take out more than you put in, the box will be empty. Mm, I just love that. Mm-hmm. And there was such passion around that of establishing trust and connection. With How, how long were we married at that point? You think about, was it 20 years, 25 years? I think 25. Probably 25 years. And this isn't something, okay, I'm going to do something here. You have to sometimes notice in yourself what you're doing just as much as what the other person is doing and give yourself a little bit of 
you know what, I, I, I did that. I connected. I feel good about that. And I felt really good about Carla. The, the wedding in the marriage box moment is something that I recall that was so powerful of a way for us to connect. You wanted to provide something that they could put their marriage memories in as they go forward. And yet there was not a container made at that point. Mm -hmm. And so it was in Punta Minta and it was in Mexico. And I drove off, um, had someone from the resort drive me out to some people, talk to them about, hey, man, we're going to find some craftsmen. I guarantee there's craftsmen around here. And we went, I went and found this place in that was outskirts in the town. outskirts of town that was, you know, seemed a little bit, you know, from a, you know, white Anglo-Saxon perspective that I didn't necessarily relate in their world, you know, and, and but I did, you know, relate because I was talking to them and, you know, the guy was interpreting and we said, this is what's going on. And there was a spark there that said, okay, let's make a box. And how about this wood? And they showed the wood. And I said, I want it to be about that size. And, and they I, spoke no English. No English. And, and I said, I want these two. No Spanish. Yeah. So I, there was two rings that I wanted to have on top of there that were overlapping. And ironically enough, that would turn into our We Do logo mm -hmm. uh, later on. But creating that box and coming back and looking at it and the perfection that they did and the, the care that they took in, in creating something was just wonderful for them to connect with me and establish trust that something was going to be wonderful that was going to be made out of, out of their sheer skill and talent and you know, making sure it was hewn perfectly and the edges were there, the clasps were correct, you know, the hinges were perfect, that the logo looked great, the inlays were fantastic, and being able to take that box back and say, here's the box that you can put on the altar, <laughs> on the beach for them to use as their marriage box, was a way for me to connect with your call to do something for this new marriage with people that you loved and cared for that were part of another extended family that you mm -hmm. established trust. I loved it. I feel great about it. And I love the fact that we were able to connect that way in something that was so precious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a tangible um, sign of trust and what that means when, when, when that box was given, it was more about, and everybody in the, um, you know, that was there contributed what they would want, you know, for that, for them in their marriage as part of filling up that box and it was beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of deposits. Mm -hmm. I think when you're establishing trust, there's mm -hmm. those are deposits of things that we want to remember that that are establishing a connection for us and our, mm -hmm. you know, thousands of points of connections or disconnection we can have that are life draining or life giving moments. And we say, certainly, I think we agree on this is that you know, there's, there's a percentage of more life giving than life draining moments, and you're going to have life draining moments, mm -hmm. and you're going to have challenges. So I think that rolls into the next segment, which is, you know, how do you maintain trust at a deeper level? And so when you're doing these, these connections of, oh, gosh, we're in the love state, or I'm on the carpet, and it's a whole new world, <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all establishing this wonderful connection to each other. Well, as we get, you know, gifts and dirty paper, as we go along the way, we, you know, we have to, someone breaks trust or someone says something that you're not or quite something as really difficult. Happens yeah. That you, a bomb explodes in your life and you're not, you don't, you know, it's hard to kind of orient yourself back to life when those things happen. Yeah. And, and do you trust that the person is going through something and they're going to see you in that same light and get back on the carpet with you? Or is there a new way that you're establishing mm -hmm. trust? I'll give an example of this. The other 
you know, I don't know, a week, a time ago, I was having a struggle with something that was really bothering me that I didn't think anybody else was seeing how difficult and how challenging this actually was for me personally. And I was like, felt very alone, felt very, you know, wrapped up around the axle of how I was feeling about this. And it's like, no one else can see this or feel the same way that I'm feeling. And I was really, you know, kind of angry about it. I was like, you know, no one sees this and how can they act like nothing's going on? And, you know, being just like a little, you know, pettiness that we all, well, at least I'm going to admit that I did. And <laughs> I never. no one ever else does that, but I, I was doing that. But here's the piece that I thought was interesting. You knew that I was doing it. And I even lashed out saying, you don't really give a crap about what I'm thinking right now. You know, nobody does. And you didn't try to fix it. What did you do in the name of trust that happened that kept you from necessarily saying, oh, what did you, what did you trust? What did, what happened there? Well, I mean, when I mean, I you told me what it was, you know, later on, you trusted that I was going to work mm -hmm. through that. Well, that I was. But going I. To... But I think that the 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 part that you know that comes back to that notice, breathe, allow thing. Sometimes you have to step away because if you remember, in that moment when that when it was kind of at its peak of emotion, I went into the house. We were outside by the garage, remember, and I went inside, and then I recalibrated and came back out that's when the trusting you were going to, you know, work things out kind of came to be. I think if I would have hung out there in that intensity with and, and feeling my defenses, it, I may have not been able to do that, but that stepping away, notice breathing, allowing you to, to entrusting you to work through those really powerful, difficult emotions, knowing that I'm here, yeah. you know, I, I'm here for you, even if I'm not, you know, on the exact same trajectory on emotion as you are. Yeah, I, th I think there's, there's another piece to this that maybe you're not giving yourself credit for. And I'm not giving myself credit for trying to work through it, even though it lingered in the morning. It was the previous night when we went to bed. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So in other words, there's this old adage that says, old way of saying that says, you know, never to go to bed angry at each other. Well, I was angry. Mm -hmm. I was angry that there were, no one was seeing my point of view and you in particular next to me as we're looking up in the ceiling and in a place that we've been a thousand times said, okay, this person doesn't see what I'm seeing. And I was angry about it and I turned away and you made the decision at that point. You told me this, that you said I was, you said you were scared about how kind of angry I was. I mean, mm -hmm. we'll say it. Mm -hmm. And you and you were you were establishing he's going to, I have to trust that he's going to work through mm -hmm. what he needs to do because right now I don't know if this is the best thing to do to continue to stir in this. Mm -hmm. So that was a that was a I think a, a doctoral level of trust that you that that's trusting years of connection and years of 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 and trusting my resiliency. You had to trust my resiliency. But, but again, I know, but I think that the the risk is the risk that you would feel abandoned, you know, like like you wouldn't feel like I was with you. But I knew I did I, I intuitively knew that you needed to work through this 
and I couldn't do anything about it. But I think there's a risk of abandoning you. And I think that's the whole notice, breathe, allow thing is kind of a healthier way of rather than being enmeshed. And if you're upset, then I'm going to be upset. You know, or if I'm upset, you should be upset too. It's like that separation between the two of us and the trust. You're going to work through what you need to work through. And, you know, when it's me, and it's often me, I'm going to work through what I need to work through too. Yes. I I think the trust in that was also going on while I was having stirring in those animosity mindsets, which no one understands this, no one gets it. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily saying, why doesn't Carla say something? It was like, I don't want necessarily for her to say something wrong because I'm so upset. I don't know how to react. But I also trusted that your love and care in the silence was there. Mm -hmm. So that's reestablished. That's to me, that was a moment that could have gone to a broken trust that I continued to establish trust mm -hmm. in our relationship because of, and I had to kind of work through that. It wasn't like immediate. It wasn't like all of a sudden I just turned and, you know, spun around mm -hmm. and said, okay, I'm just looking at this from a different point of view. And, you know, I said to myself, this is something that I have to work through. I have to understand what I'm feeling here. I have to be <clears throat> confident that the, the light, a light will shine on this situation. Mm -hmm. And what is the 5% that is good about this? And what value do I feel is being compromised? And then work through and establishing, can I go to sleep right now? Mm -hmm. And kind of put myself in a content. And that's when I brought in prayer. That's when I brought in you know, reestablishing my breath and the, all the skills and techniques that we talk about come into play on those moments that could turn into a life draining moment and create a fracture in a relationship. Yeah. When you spin that ends up in yours or my office, mm -hmm. yeah. which is okay. Cause I think that pro proactively you should do it, but also reactively if things like that happen, mm -hmm. we can work through those. Mm -hmm. When you, when you start to trust that these are the things that are going to happen in our lives, that we can work through them. It, you know, there's, I think the trust builds even within ourselves, but, you know, when something big happens and we've had big things happen in our relationship where it feels like everything's shattered mm -hmm. and how do you pick the pieces up? I think that's a lot of times when people come into our offices it, it, on the heels of that, like, how do you possibly, you know, trust someone again after, you know, this huge violation, whatever it was. And, you know, finding those ways. And usually in my, in our experience, and in my opinion, it's, it's usually in those little moments, you know, that you kind of recover and you, you know, you reinforce that I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, yeah. I'm here, I'm here. You can, you can trust me. You can rely on me. And it doesn't, it's like, it's the little things. It's not, it's not the big, huge things. It's the little things of life that we have opportunities to reinforce trust and rebuild it when it's been leveled. Well, let's talk about rebuilding trust because that's that's one that I, you know, people look, the facts are the facts that people wait six years to get help if they've had a challenge. And usually mm -hmm. somewhere in that challenge is a break of trust, mm -hmm. a break in trust in themselves and their relationship with, them, with themselves and the other or a break in trust with regard to infidelity, or mm -hmm. you know some some mistake that has occurred. There's a break in trust because they they're wrapped around their own issues in their life, 
and they're not necessarily paying attention and caring to the other individual because it's all about them. Mm -hmm. We know that anxiety or depression can be a, a real factor in it with, with both person being, you know, really focusing more inward on themselves and the less of the little things come out to do that are establishing trust. And if you wait six years, that's a lot of water under that bridge. Mm -hmm. that that you're trying to unwind. So the, let's just say the fact of the matter is there has been six years of untrusting type of moments or lacks, lack of connection or more life training moments that establishes someone's desire to say, I want to do something about it. So when they come in, how do you reestablish trust? And I think me, it's, it goes back to how can you think of the other in a new way you're not necessarily in my case aladdin inviting you back onto the same carpet you're reestablishing mm -hmm. another place to to reach out <laughs> i just had a vision of, of jasmine and aladdin later on in their relationship and a big violation of trust <laughs> and i'm saying do you trust me and they're going no <laughs> You're like, and where's Raja? I'm gonna because, go play with Raja. I mean, that first whimsical kind of yeah. on a whim, she kind of said, sure. But when you've been when it's been violated, it's way harder to say, is the carpet gonna be there? Because you kind of hurt me. And you know, there's that trust has been violated. So, anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt. But. No, I think it's a great, it's a great uh um intentional, you know, it's sharing. I love it. So right now our connection and my curiosity about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and what you're going to bring to the table is a, is a real time way of us connecting. Mm -hmm. The curiosity of establishing what's next, the way I can look into your eyes right now and see that care and that love that I've seen all these years that I'm experiencing by doing this. There's even this may not be that people may think that's a big thing, but in fact, it's little things as we turn towards each other. It's little courteous. It's the, it's those C words. It's the, it's the courteousness, being courteous to the other. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to open the doors for each other or make sure that, you know, here, let me take your plate. Let me make sure that I'm going to wash the dishes tonight. All those things that, oh, well, problem we're having a relationship is our household duties. Well, a lot of that's trust and you know, and caring for the other person to where it's not a chore. It's just part of your daily thing you do. It's a ritual. And we we've reestablished that 35 years into our marriage. We have cards right here that talk about our chores. We're doing that now. Mm -hmm. And those little courtesies that, number one, talking about it, and number two, doling out the, the cards mm -hmm. and then trusting that you're and trust yeah and trusting that we're gonna do it. Those little things add up. So the curiosity comes back to when you were first establishing it mm -hmm. in though in those pixie dust moments. Mm -hmm. And then you can reestablish in smaller less they're they're the same pixiness they're just not pixie dust. They're just not the same luster, but they can be when you notice. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about notice, breathe, allow, when you're getting yourself calm in those difficult moments, I think it's just as important to, important to notice, breathe, allow in those glimmer moments. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. Wow, look what you did. Mm -hmm. And I breathed into it so you can manifest the positivity, right? You breathe into it maybe for 11 seconds. Mm -hmm. Going back to Dr. Rick Hansen of how you... What is it called? Taking the, taking the good and taking the positive. And then you allow that to feel and flow through you. 
and you notice it. And by the way, that takes 15 seconds. That takes from walking from the front door to the back door out to the trash can. That's 15 seconds. And so those moments that can reestablish what all that water that went under the bridge, those can go in an instant. They can still remain hurtful, but you can start to reestablish these ways to connect. Sense of truth, yeah. Because when you do, when you do spend time on those positive moments and you allow them to marinate for you know just a couple seconds longer, and the goal being eleven seconds, and the reason why it's eleven seconds is because that's how long it takes for really a memory to be created, so that you can come back to it, like laying in your bed at night thinking about the day and having a memory of something positive, you know, really stirs up that internal pharmacy of feel good hormones versus, you know, fight or flight Mm -hmm. hormones that make us not feel good. You know, when we think about all the things that we have left undone or who we screwed over or, you know, what we didn't do and all the negative, we, we can go to bed stirring up all those other hormones that don't make us feel good. And so when we allow ourselves that 11 seconds to take in the good and really marinate in it, we have it, we can take it anywhere with us. It's just like when you have one of those beautiful moments and you just, you really are fully present, you you remember it and you can go back to it. So it's not just the moment. It's yeah. the reliving and the remembering of the moment. Yeah, it's like you're 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 on the bike, you're riding it again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you don't forget the you you just, you remember those moments and you can draw on those. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing that I see in establishing trust after it's been broken is when somebody says, "I want to work on this and be better for our relationship by being a better version of myself." Mm-hmm. That to me is the aha elixir, the Mm -hmm. awe moment when someone says, and you got to do it early enough, by the way, sometimes, you know, someone's saying, I want to do this now, please, please, please. I do. Uh, No, we've, we've went way past that. We, Mm -hmm. We have to break that you're wanting to be, um, a better version of yourself. Not, not myopically thinking, I'm just going to focus on me, but the best version of our, ourself usually gets us to a place where the other person can see the brilliance in what they saw before or the new brilliance that is being presented in front of them with what you read, what you contemplate about, mm-hmm. what you personally, if you're a spiritual person, what you pray or connect about, mm-hmm. um, the, the time that you spend on wanting to be a, a better advocate for what's right in the world, whether that's your parenting world or your partnership world or your business world or your individual emotional resiliency world or you name it. But if someone sees that the other person or I see that you are working on something and you're sitting down there with this cardboard circle and you're cutting out all of these things related to how you're feeling about your love and relationship of somebody that passed away or you're you know and you're connecting with them or you're doing a forgiveness thing about some person that you're doing all these pictures and you're writing all these words and you're trying to create a a way for you to have a relationship with wanting to forgive the person and getting a, an obstacle out of your way for love mm-hmm. and an obstacle out of your way for care. And it creates spaces for the 
present moment, those are moments of awe that I see. Those are moments of, wow, look at what she's doing. And I don't think it's crazy or weird or, or whatever. I just think it's, it's really, you know, part of what appealed to me about you is you're doing, you, you, you try to be the best mom you can be. You try to be the best sibling you can be, the best parent, the best friend. And you don't, you, you don't like it when you think you're not, right? And right. you're doing something about it. Well, if you're saying that about me, if I'm saying about me, I want to be a better dad, a better husband, a better person, a better, you know, be, be less, be, be more calm. Mm-hmm. Go to the middle of extremes. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that, whether that's going to counseling or going to coaching or or medication that could help level things out. Mm-hmm. You know, those are really kind of, wow, I really appreciate the fact what you're doing. And if people establish that, then my gosh, why don't you just try to rekindle that with the person you've loved and spent time with, as opposed to trying to restart that somewhere. You have this wonderful baseline mm-hmm. that you can do. And I'm saying that to the people who are wondering if should they even try? The answer is absolutely you should try. And it begins with that T word, the trust, reestablishing the trust in those moments. And there's so many of those that can be done, but it starts with the work that you do on you Mm -hmm. for the other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Made me think of, you know, a whole nother podcast, but that would be, you know, the the forgiveness work, you know, that that you do, like you, you were talking about blocks to love and mm-hmm. when there's an unforgiveness with someone else outside of the relationship it actually can block the love that we have in our relationship and so not that you have to reconcile with that person but just clear that space for love to flow um and not you know i mean forgiveness is such a big huge thing and but it just made me think about that like trusting that you know you trust me that I'm going to work through some of my unforgivenesses and I trust you to work through some of yours and mm. because it does impact the relationship. And so that's a whole nother podcast, but I do think, I mean, it's a lot of podcasts because forgiveness is just such a big, huge. It's gnarly, isn't thing. it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean, even, even Jesus was like, you know, and they asked him, you know, how many times are you supposed to forgive someone? Yeah, especially repeat offenders, people that keep hurting you. But to me, when he said, you know, someone said seven times and he goes, no, like 70 times seven, like you never stop. It's like, it's like, but it, even with one hurt, it's you, you know, when it comes up again and you feel hurt by it, even though you thought you've forgiven, but it feels like you're reminded of it. Something triggers that, that pain again. That's when we, you know, we're challenged to forgive again. And doing that work is, is, you know, it takes trust in ourselves and, you know, and it's nice to have the support of a loving partner when you're doing that work. Yeah. Well, thank you for being the loving partner. And as we continue to work through and discuss things like, like trust and everything that leads up to it, there's so much behind the word right Mm -hmm. there. There's so much that, I mean, it, it comes back to, Oh, we broke up because we lacked trust in each other. Well, there's so much behind that. Yeah, start today. Start with one little moment that you can reinforce and show up for each other. And notice when your partner's doing that. Just start with one today. You know, it can be in the next 30 minutes, the next hour. And just recognize it. 
you can reflect it back if you want, or you can just hold it within you and marinate in it. You know, those moments count, you know, when, when someone does something for you or says something kind or all the things that, that we just kind of take for granted, it's like, notice them. It does make a difference and it can build and rebuild trust. So until next time. Take good care. We hope you enjoyed this episode brought to you by WeDoRelationships.com. Now let's make a difference in our relationship with ourselves and others to flourish in today's world. Please share what you learned. Great job. You're taking the time to honor and explore your relationships. We know it's not easy in our busy lives, but it's worth it. You're worth it. Those you love will notice. Great relationships lead to a fulfilled life. It begins with you. Every connection counts. Take good care.